that was interesting. Getting our teachers and how we <laughs> got our teachings. But uh, I, there is one question that still resonates for, uh, with me from a couple of episodes ago. Is I see that again and again when we talk, there is a sense of bringing into your life certain things. I imagine you as a beacon that is calling things to your life. Like you're shining something and then people say, oh, there, Kim, yeah, let's go. What is a beacon? A beacon is like a lighthouse, for example, that shows the light for the ships to come to coast or it's these floating things in the middle of the ocean that helps boats go into port. When you talk about the frequency of love, I understand that there is something that opens up and that way things are summoned or called into your life. But because of the way that I experienced, I don't know, my childhood or my teenage yeah. years, I had to learn to do that. And you feel like you are there. Many people, they have to reprogram old thought patterns or old programming. Mm -hmm. Because they are maybe like you, you grew up in a Christian home and you had to reprogram yeah. the shame for the body. And yeah. yeah. And sometimes I forget how fortunate I was because I didn't have to reprogram those things. I just had to expand that thought patterns mm -hmm. of believing in the universe, believing in myself. If I want something, mom would say, yeah, you just ask the universe and you meditate. So I did that. Okay, I understood that when I was younger, I tried to meditate that I could get blonde hair and blue eyes mm -hmm. because I didn't want to look different. That didn't work, of course. But if you go into quantum physics, you would almost see that it's possible <laughs> to, <laughs> to change the color of the hair and the eyes. But I didn't have to uh, reprogram those things. Yeah. So that is, I think, is the main difference. Your heart was already open that energy was available you grew up in a uh, very loving home okay my heart was not open okay i had to this is what i mean with i didn't have to reprogram uh, certain things mm -hmm. but i had to open up yeah like blossom yeah and uh, other thought patterns i had to reprogram too but when it comes to manifestation and trusting the universe and all those things and especially when it comes to sexuality and mm -hmm. when we talk about tantra i didn't have shame around sexuality my body my parents walked around naked in my house it was natural so i didn't have to reprogram those things and that is very common for a lot of people. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know where to start because yeah. I, I am like <laughs> so far away from that experience. I think I learned to love my body when I was 32. What? I learned to love my body when I was 32 years old. So when I hear what you say is okay. Yeah. This, this comes from a very different place. This is yeah. why a couple of episodes ago where I was asking you like, How do you bring that into life? Mm -hmm. How do you bring this loving frequency into making things happen into your life? Because people are afraid. Maybe we represent each of us 50% of the population, hopefully. And you are <laughs> like into blossoming. And I am coming from overcoming the wound and not letting the wound define you. And But you have still blossomed. But you have, it comes from another space. It comes yeah, yeah. from another... We, we meet mm, here in this yeah. space, this virtual and real space, it, vibrating in the same frequency, yeah. coming from very different places. Yeah. 
And for me, when I hear that you say, okay, this was natural and it blossomed and it grew, I want to know more about that because I have no clue on how that is. Okay. First of all, I have experiences that are sad or of I have losses and yeah. I had my heartbreak, but that's... That's something else. We have many different belief systems, so I didn't have to reprogram the belief system of believing in the universe. That is mm. the more correct version. So I don't uh, speak for everything. I look at life as uh, circles. Mm -hmm. If you start on one point and then you run and or walk mm -hmm. or you don't do it. But you see when you get older, you always end up in the same spot. But you have completed a cycle. And I'm going to explain why. When you're talking about being a lighthouse, I always felt like a lighthouse. But I also struggled with anxiety when I was younger. I had this force that I wanted to create, but because of envy and jealousy and people were talking to me in a certain mm -hmm. way, I felt like I had to restrain myself. Yeah. And now I don't feel like I have to restrain myself because, yeah, you just yeah. get older and wiser and don't care anymore. And you feel safe. Yeah, you feel yeah, safer. Yeah, that's right. Because you said that you blossomed into opening your heart and... When you did that, things started to come into place in your life and things started to manifest in the way that you thought they were possible. And I know that out there, there are people that want to connect with the right teacher or with the right partner or with the right job or mm. like the like yeah, what resonates true. more. That's what we talked about in the break. Yeah. Yeah. How do you bring that into... Okay, if we're going to talk about attracting something, yeah. then we should have the conversation about vibration mm -hmm. and frequency. We can take it from basic. Uh, I believe that you are on the certain vibration, yeah. or we can call it frequency. You're on certain frequency, and then you attract things on the same frequency. Mm. That is the law of uh, energy, uh, one of the universal laws. Yeah, for example, if I speak uh, French, I will only communicate with French people or yeah, French-speaking people. because you are on that fr French frequency. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and that's why I link it up to Tantra and the state of being in love. Yeah. Uh, because when you are on the frequency of love, you will attract things on that frequency. Okay, but just for the sake of... Uh, and I'm asking this about uh, from a curious, open-hearted place. When you say love... Yeah. What do you mean? Because love is a very misunderstood word, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I believe that people that hurt me a lot, they loved me a lot also. Mm -hmm. So some people say love, but mm -hmm. what is love? That is such a good... Uh, <laughs> good. That is a topic by itself. And your angle, because when I talk about love, yeah. I have my mom when yeah. she was bathing naked in the forest and the feeling of, yeah, a lot of these happy things. And like you say, you have people that loved you, but they were mean to you or they hurt you. Yeah. And that happens in relationship too. Yeah, exactly. You because you define love as a frequency. And because of our experiences, culture and everything, mm. love means different things for yeah. many people. And, that's and I want mm. to know right now, what do you mean by love? Mm. So... Love, when we talk about the pure state of love mm -hmm. or the frequency, it's the pure essence. And it's love without all the other things attached to it. The things you mentioned now yeah. is, uh, is love with all the attachment. So love can be the need of belonging or need of controlling, all these things that we think love is because mm -hmm. we grow up and that's not love. 
That is control disguised as love. Yeah, is I want you to be or to do a certain thing. Yeah. But I have to control you because I love you and I don't want to lose you. Yeah. So love is for you full acceptance. You are accepting the other one as they are. You are not trying to control this other person uh, in when, any way, when no I, attachment. When I talk about love, when we are in a tantric perspective, mm-hmm. I, I don't even talk about the relationship or a person. Then I talk about love as a fr- just a frequency. Is what you feel to everyone and everything around you. Yeah, uh, you can uh, also measure that frequency. It's yeah. a certain kind yeah. of breathing, your yeah. body behaves in a certain way. So yeah. uh, I have figured out for people to get in that state is to get them into the state of being in love mm-hmm. before yeah. you get into the relationship <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. almost every time you go into a relationship that's when yeah, you have all these things to, yeah things start to become real yeah. but when you're just in love mm-hmm. we try to keep away relationship or person yeah in this it's life. like being connected no attachment at the same level wanting yeah. everything to blossom yeah. No resistance. That's why I use the term in love because most people can have something to compare with when you fall in love yeah. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. When you're a kid or a teenager yes. or w- when that happened. When you said that the room stopped and you can yeah. almost feel your heart, your senses get stronger. You just get all these creative ideas on how you yeah. can yeah, express yeah. your love. Now I'm starting to get like a better sense and I can relate it to moments in my life because... When I was asking you, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. I was in the idea that you needed to do something. But it's not. there's nothing to do. It's just feeling and being in that state. Yes. That's why it's huh. tricky and that's why it's hard. And that is uh, Tantra for me. I understood that it was practices that could help me achieve that state. Or stay there for longer. Stay there for longer. And most of all, understand what was you know, these mechanisms. But again, I didn't go into Tantra to understand this. It was like a combination of, I was heartbroken. I thought I would never love again. And then because I would never love again, my life would be miserable. And after years of feeling miserable, I was like, I'm still young, (laughs) you know. You were very young. Yeah. If I can't fall in love with that person again, or that was my belief system. That's why I say we had different type of belief systems. But my belief system told me I would never fall in love with a person again. I said, okay, then I have to learn how to fall in love with myself and then all that cliche thing mm. or the next <laughs> best thing. Yeah. <laughs> and basically that's how I started. And I started to use all these different methods that I knew, but I hadn't used them in this way. Mm. And this is the way I started to discover different things and the method that I developed, how to get into this state. Okay. So is loving everything that comes your way? At least use it for your advantage and use it for making a good experience. Okay. I'm not there yet that I can take everything that comes to my way and yeah, love it. That is that is a hard, that is a bitter pill. It's, it's not easy, but... But I, you can choose yeah. for how long you want to stay in that state. And if that feeling comes, it, it lasts for maybe two, three days. Mm-hmm. But before I could be in that state for like three months or for wow. a long time. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a, like a long wave. It's like yeah. flowing for a it long time. It was bad, time. yeah. Mm. And now, for how long 
do you feel you can ride that wave of being in love and Ooh, this is an interesting question because you can be in the state of uh, being in love and I like to use the parameter of one to ten. Yeah. It would ten is when you're madly in love, like yeah, when yeah. you met your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that no that was like a twelve? That was yeah, that was like I don't know what the what's yeah. happening here. But you can be in that state all the time. Or maybe you can, but it's uh, I think it's hard to sustain things because when we, th- there is a point where at least in our culture we can compare being in love with being mad right because we are like yeah. running behind the experience and mm. not taking care of all the rest of the things that are happening around yeah, us yeah that is not healthy either no so it's it's a very conscious way of loving i think so that is a good way to say it but before i could ask myself When was the last time I was happy? And I, I couldn't feel like I had been happy for years. Nothing has to be constant, but during the day I can tap into feelings of, oh, I'm so grateful, or oh, I'm cr- feeling creative. Or yeah, thank you for that. Because I, I think it would be very hard to relate to someone that is happy 24-7. Mm. It's not about that. So when we go back to frequency, yeah, when you are in love, you have this tingling exciting feeling inside mm. and your mind is elevated to some other place can yeah. you relate to that yeah i will call it from my experience a sense of flow yes. where i'm doing something and everything falls into place yeah. so it moves forward effortlessly yeah and i start laughing because this is so effortlessly that it sounds like come on A lot of people, they don't experience it unless they are in love. That's why I compare it to being in love. I I like the comparison now. I think that now I get it because a couple of episodes ago, being in love requires a lot of trust. Yeah. And I was thinking, for me, trust is something that I learned to build. Mm-hmm. For you, it looks like there is something that was built in and you just went out from there with a very innocent spontaneous way and of course things happened into your life but you kept on moving forward with a sense of purpose and wanting to connect with love for me it was a big question to understand how you bring that into your life and how that becomes part of something you nurture the trust thing is a good example because i just uh, trust people And sometimes it can give me problems. Why do you trust these people? Why do you have so close relationship to so many people or new people? But for me, it's like this. If I trust someone or love someone or I don't love someone in that way, I just are on that love frequency. And that is trust. Like you say, it's connected to trust. I don't think if that person is going to hurt me or fail on me or of course the thoughts can come but I don't spend a lot of time in it because I do the maximum of what I can do in that relationship I'm not talking about like a physical relationship now I'm talking about the relationships like friends and work and and I give everything and uh, if it doesn't work it doesn't work but at least I have put in everything and I have gained whatever I should gain in that time yeah so it's like a no expectations kind of thing i have expectations too but i don't let them hinder me from going all in ha that is a very good thing because you have your expectations what you want to get 
but you put 100% out. Because sometimes we are having expectations, but we are afraid or we hold back because we are afraid we will get hurt or we'll... Exactly. Yeah, and that is what's holding us back. And that is what's holding us back from doing amazing things in the world. I have my doubts in people too, or I have my doubts in myself, like, did I take the right decision or was this right? But I just, this is something with me though, I can't hold back. I'm like 100% like <laughs> starting a podcast for me. Is, oh, what did I say? So I have the same. I have my self-doubts. I have the fear of all these things that we have. Okay. But I spend maybe one or two minutes, five minutes, and then I just, I, I do my thing. At least I've done 100%. You took a deep breath and you jumped in. Yeah, and I continue. And if I do the best work I can do, or if I'm the best I can be in that type of relationship or in that project or whatever, it's that's all I can do. Okay, I'm going to say, I love the idea of jumping full in. We had been talking about the surfer's mind or my example from the surfer's mind. I, mm. I believe that this is like the other side of the coin where you, maybe I come from the mind when I do these kind of things and go down into the heart. You do it the other way around. You open the heart and you go into the mind. Yeah, I think so. And there is a, a sense of possibility when you open up and everything can happen and you put your heart full on and your energy, and you're aware of what can happen. Because that, I think, is one of the most important things from sharing this experience. And the thing that I learned from you is that you're not unconscious in the process. Because some people mistake being in love with being unconscious. And I think in all the things that you have been explaining you put a lot of awareness in what you're doing. My mom always said, do whatever you want as long as you have awareness around it. Wow. <laughs> so that is what I try to live after. Wow, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for sharing Yeah, so thank me. you for, uh, for seeing that I have, yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't go through the same struggles and the same self-doubt and all this. It's just I have as much awareness I can around what I do, and then I go from there. You trust more love than your doubts. But I want to ask you something, because yes. uh, you said that I go from the in and out, and yeah. you go more from the out and then yeah. go in. Yeah. But when you when you met your husband, yes, and you have shared that in a previous episode, yes. that was from in, from within, uh, right? That, that just that hit you straight. No, yeah, 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 that was <laughs> like, like deep in the center of my chest. I couldn't escape that situation and I didn't want to escape it it was like okay I'm super curious about this yeah because this makes it feel like a sense of complete flow something I didn't tell in the in, in when, when we spoke about this is that my boss didn't want me to come to Oslo for the closing of that project and I was like fighting and saying if you don't pay for the ticket I will pay it myself but I'm going to be there to close this project as I am called Lucas. <laughs> and these discussions lasted more or less for a month. And the week prior, I needed to travel to Oslo. I arrived to Oslo on the 17th of September and I met my husband on the 18th. For me, it was very strange to be so determined to do something that was clearly relevant because uh, I could have closed the project from where I was, but I really needed to 
come here. I couldn't understand why, and this happened. And I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to this because this was completely unexpected. I can understand with our talk that sense of being open to the experience and go through the experience with awareness and not resisting this opportunity of connection. Mm. And I didn't know what could come out of that. I had no idea. But I wasn't going to lose on the experience. You had this feeling coming from inside? Yeah. You trusted it? Yes. And you didn't start to think, what if and if I don't And at I, that time? I had like in the back of my mind. You didn't let that control you. So when people can go back and think of when they really fell in love, that is the essence of Tantra for me. Yeah. Wow. I think we can close this episode here. It was a uh, joy to see from a different path something that resonates so much with my own quest. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you.